Well, hello, everyone. Welcome again to another episode of Troy Talks. Uh, I'm excited about uh, my guest today, special guest today. Uh, but I want to give you a little bit background, a little bit biography about her. Uh, she uh, believes your impact deserves to be shared, and she helps you do so through marketing, uh, marketing strategy and post-podcast production. Uh, she started her uh, company, uh, Is a Media Incorporated, in the beginning of 2021 after realizing that her childhood dream of becoming a journalist wasn't going to work for her adult self. Uh, at least uh, she, uh, graduating in the uh, peak pandemic 2020 gave her a lot of practice while pivoting and adjusting because that's what's allowed her to become a strong business owner and marketer. Uh, kind of what I like about her is uh, she's a young lady. Uh, doing great things. She's a millennium doing great things. And uh, I'm today I'm going to welcome uh, to some or introduce to some and present to others my special guest, Isabella Sanchez. I'm going to try her last name, Castilla. Uh, uh Isabella, the, uh, the mic is yours. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, like you said, my name is Isa or Isabella Sanchez Castaneda. And I'm really excited to talk to you today about why your impact deserves to be shared and podcasting and everything in between. Great, great. So, oh, you know, and also uh, what I left out is she's originally from uh, Columbia and she's a Philly girl. So just wanted to throw that out for the, those that are listening and from Philly and know about her. So make sure you connect with her uh, on social media. All right, so uh, Isabella, the shift from journalism to marketing and podcasts? Was it a hard shift? Uh, what was it that, what was the turning point that really made you realize that you wanted to go this direction? Yeah, I would not say it was a hard shift. Um, it was, it wasn't a hard shift skill-wise. It was a hard shift identity-wise. Okay. And so the quick answer for the skill-wise wasn't too difficult. I was working as a digital editor for a publication. So I had all the skills in terms of social media and social and search engine optimization and how to ask really good questions. And all of that translates over to marketing. All of that translates over to doing really great interviews with people for podcasts and teaching people. Why I say that it was so hard identity wise was because like I said, it was my childhood dream. It was sixth grade and beyond, I was like, I'm going to be a reporter. I'm going to have the best interviews and the best articles in the, in the biggest newspapers. Like that was the aspiration. I went to university and I got my degree in journalism and I really focused on this. And the first job out of college was that, and I did internships and everything. Like I, everything I thought I was building up until that moment was to be a journalist. And so when I realized that it wasn't actually going to work out. And when I realized that I couldn't just move publications, I couldn't just say, well, let me try another place. Cause I knew I instinctually knew it was all going to be kind of the same. Okay. So I had to, I had to kind of go out on a limb and letting go of that person I thought I was going to be was the hardest part. Okay. So skill wise, no, but identity wise, super difficult. So now you, you transitioned into this area. You, you made mm -hmm. the decision. 
is it still dif difficult? And or do you think you'll ever go back to journalism? So I don't think it's difficult now. I think my identity has shifted into one of a business owner, into a marketer, into a podcaster, and into whatever it may be in the future. Because I think that's the beautiful thing about business ownership is that you have to evolve with it. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if I'll ever go back. I won't say never, but I think that the key skills that I always loved from journalism are the things that I practice every single day, which is getting to know people's stories, getting to allow them to share it in the way that they want to share it, which is a lot of times what journalists will do by asking great questions, by getting to the root of a story. And I get to do that in a little bit more of a fun way right now. And using the interviewing skills is what I teach all the hosts that I work with. And so the skills are still sharp. Like I'm still using them. The tools are still there. So if I ever want to make that jump back or the opportunity presents itself to do that in a way that feels really good, I will. Um, but for right now, I'm really loving my business. I'm not quite at the two-year mark. Um, mm. I hit uh, two years in January of 2023, okay. so a little, a little ways away. But I think I'm, I'm in it for the long haul now, as an entrepreneur and as again someone who just wants to show people that they can really spread their message too. Got it. Let's talk about interviewing skills. Um, mm -hmm. So some of the same skills that you learned in journalism, you use in podcasting. What are some of the interviewing skills tips that you would, uh, when you're dealing with the people you, you're coaching, what would you share with them for its interviewing skills? Yeah. So a couple of things. The, the first barrier to cross is that when people start their shows, they know that it's about them. Like their show is them. But then they're bringing on this other person who is bringing their expertise and bringing their whole story and everything. And oftentimes hosts will get into a power struggle with the guests that they have on because they want to still have control of the show and they want to seem interesting and they want to seem like the expert, even though they just brought on this expert, like they invited on this other person. Yeah. So the thing that you'll start to see is the people who ask questions trying to sound super, super smart. Mm -hmm. Like the questions where they're trying to prove, I read every single one of your books mm -hmm. and I have expertise in this area too. And I studied this and I took a course one time in high school about this. And so they will really um, bring all of that out in like one question and they confuse their guest. And the main reason they're doing that is because again, they, they want to feel like they have control of their show. Yeah. So I really try to work through that with people and say, actually, most of the time you are most interesting when you are interested, when you are asking people questions about them, that's when they leave the conversation and say, wow, that was a really good conversation. Even though they don't even know a thing about you, mm -hmm. you leave a better impression when you are curious, when you are asking thoughtful questions that are not meant to boast you up, but actually meant to get the person deeper and more engaged in the questions they're answering. Because a lot of times guests, especially expert guests are doing 
10 interviews in a week, maybe more. And they've, they've been asked that question before, but that brings me to my second point for interviewing, which is really being intentional about listening and asking a good follow-up question is a lot more important than reading off of the list of questions. So if you're a good podcast host, you prepared a list of questions for your guest. You studied who they were and you really want to ask them things that are going to be fruitful. But if you stay stuck on that list and all you're doing the whole time is just waiting for the person to stop talking so you can ask your next question, you're not going to have a good interview. But if instead you are listening and saying, oh, can you tell me more about that? Or, oh, wow, you said this a minute ago, and I really want to circle back to that. That is going to get you a unique interview and an interview that is more of a conversation than if you just stick to your list of questions. So to sum that up, make sure you are not in a power struggle with the guests that you have on, and then make sure that you are really following up intentionally with the person that is in front of you rather than just the list that you have on your little pad of paper. And, and, and excellent, uh, uh, Isabella, excellent advice. And that's the reason why uh, when we had our pre-interview, I said, I don't, I don't have script. This is just a conversation. We, we may start on one subject and go down something else because I wanted to be a conversation and not, not a, a, a scripted interview because you don't really learn about the person with a scripted interview, but with a conversation, you, 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 you get nuggets and gems. Now you said something, I want you to say something again because for the people in the back so they can hear it. Uh, 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 say, it say it loud about interesting, uh, say that again, being interested. In- you are, yeah, you are more interesting when you are interested. And that is not my original quote. That is something that we say a lot in journalism. It's something that you'll learn a lot in networking. Use that when you're in a networking event. If you are trying to impress somebody, don't talk about yourself, talk about them. Right. People love to talk about themselves. So if you start asking, oh, and you went to this school, well, tell me how you like that. And you went to, to that trip. Well, can you tell me what you learned from that experience? People will walk away really being like, wow, that was an interesting person because you are more interesting when you are interested in who you're talking to. You know, uh, there's a, I'm paraphrasing, and I don't know if you've heard of Dale Carnegie, uh, mm-hmm. but he has a book called uh, Influence when it influences friends, something like that, I can't remember the exact name, but, mm-hmm. but, he, said, but he one of his quotes, it, it says, uh, you would get, uh, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but you would get farther with people uh, being interested in you if you just be interested in them, you know? And, and so, you know, my personality is, I'm genuinely curious about people. My wife tells me sometimes I ask too many questions, you know, because I'm always asking, because I'm just curious, you know, where, where you come from, you know, uh, where were you born? You know, I asked people in a pre-interview, where are you originally from? You told me Columbia, that's how I was able to, to tell you, you know, so just being interested, genuinely interested and curious about people in the conversation, it, it's a conversation. So thank you for that. that, that that's just a nugget there. I hope y'all listening, get these nuggets, okay? Um, yes, yeah. and I, I appreciate that curiosity that you have too. Yes, I think yes. it's good. Yes, uh, now, power struggle when you so have you had anyone that you coaching them and you 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 deal with this and then they do not follow that advice and they still are in a power struggle uh, with their uh guests have you had any of those experiences 
I think every single person's first five interviews mm-hmm. are that. It doesn't matter. And and when I say that, I know when people hear the word power struggle, they think like a bad person who has a lot of ego and who is arrogant. No, it's it's not harsh like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's first few interviews are kind of terrible because yeah. they don't they don't know what questions to ask or yeah. they again want to sound smart and they want to sound like they know what they're doing and so they really force it so every single person and every person listening right now who says well not me my interviews will be good yours too my first five yeah, interviews right. were terrible True. like mine and and we had this activity in one of my journalism classes where you're supposed to interview somebody who's different than you. And you get to the point where if you are in that power struggle and you're not curious, like we just talked about, you run out of questions after like five questions, right. because now you're afraid that you're going to ask the wrong question. You're afraid that it's going to come off wrong or something like that. And so you, when you go back to write your article about that person, you only know their hometown and what sports they played. You don't know anything deeper than that. So right. it happens for every single person. And it's just a matter of getting practice and repetition. Some people think that some people are just naturally born as better interviewers. No, curiosity is a muscle. Interviewing is a muscle. You just have to keep getting your reps in and you will get better. And that's the beauty of podcasting, of journalism, of whatever medium where you're having a lot of conversations with people, you're going to get better at it over time. That's so true. And, 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 you know, like you, when I first started out, I'm a curious by nature, but I still I had to find my, my rhythm, uh, you know, my groove, if you understand that terminology uh, in interviewing and, and be comfortable in who I am and, and, and me and my style, you know, everybody's style is different. You know, some people like a scripted uh, uh, interview. Uh, I don't, because I, I really want it to be a, a true converse, conversation with, with someone. Now, let's talk about marketing. Now, you do podcasting and you do marketing. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I realized in being in sales is that everybody, number one, everybody's a salesperson, which, which they don't think they are, but they are. But you've got to market and there's a way to do it. And most people do it wrong. So let's talk about that. What are some things that you see that people mess up in marketing? For the small business owners who are doing their own marketing, which is a lot of the times the um, clients that I have, Mm -hmm. I think the biggest mistake is overthinking it, is not experimenting. And so, yes, we can throw a lot of money at a marketing campaign. We We can do paid ads, all this stuff. But playing in the organic space of podcasting, of TikTok, of Instagram, of Facebook, and getting your message out there without thinking it, not even double thinking it, triple thinking it. Some people are quadruple thinking it and just sitting there and ruminating on it and then wondering why they're not getting visibility. So I think the number one mistake is just not putting out enough and not doing it in an experimenting way. And if we just saw it as, well, this was trial one, and then this was trial two, instead of this one video is the one that's supposed to make me viral. And this one podcast interview is the one that's supposed to get me a thousand listeners. It's like, no, how about we just throw it out and with intention, but still put it out there. 
get it out there. So I think that's the number one. And I'm sure many of you have heard it before. We, we love to talk about, you know, overcoming perfectionism and overcoming all of this. And it's true. It is the thing that holds the majority of business owners back from marketing themselves. And so, then once you get, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I was going to ask a follow-up to that, but go ahead. Yeah. And I was just going to say, once you get past that, then it turns into a numbers game. And I, again, say that with intention where mm -hmm. I don't want you to just pump out thousands of videos that are going to be low quality just for the sake of it. But yeah. if you can maintain a decent quality, it is a numbers game. It's all about how many touch points you have with the person. So there is a book called oversubscribed mm -hmm. and in it, it mentions that somebody needs I believe it's 11 touch points with you yeah, and, and then seven hours of listening to your content in order to truly become loyal to you and even consider purchasing. So 11 touch points, seven hours. So in order to get to those, you can't post one video a month. <laughs> you simply cannot. And especially with a medium like Instagram, where, you know, one photo, how quickly do you scroll past a photo? How quickly do you scroll past a 30 second reel? Think of how much you really have to produce in order to get to those 11 touch points and seven hours. And do check out that book oversubscribed because it's going to give a lot more detail than I did, but get it out there. And then once you start getting it out there, start getting out more and experimenting and just treat it as this fun thing where you're finally going to get to serve people. So if, I, if, if what I'm hearing you correctly, most people get paralyzed by overthinking it. So they, they, they become inactive, just don't do anything because they're overthinking. But also what I'm hearing you saying is that people must have a balance between uh, action and quality. So you just can't throw out a lot because of numbers but it's gotta be some action with a little quality. Am I, did I hear that correctly? Yes. And even that I say with a big kind of like asterisk on the side mm -hmm. where it's okay if your quality is not fantastic in the beginning, because you do have to put things out in order to get feedback in order to then make your quality better. Yeah. And I think what I mean, even more than quality, like your camera quality or your lighting quality, all of that can be bad in the beginning. It's more just quality in terms of like, make sure that what you are putting out is something that you can stand behind. Mm -hmm. And then as long as you know that what you put out is something that you know, and that you can, you can defend, mm -hmm. then put it out, keep going. I mean, when I say quality and make, be mindful of quality is more when people start to just put out clickbait or they start to lie or they start to um, start being out of integrity because yeah. they're trying to get so much content. But most people, and I'm confident that most people in your audience are completely on the opposite end of the spectrum where they want to be so intentional with what they're saying that that's what's causing the overthinking. So don't overcorrect in either direction, but do just try it. I was actually having this conversation yesterday about my own podcast with someone who does video production mm -hmm. and does it way better than I can. And we were looking through the first 15 videos of mm -hmm. my podcast and we looked at each other and we were like, these look like I'm in a hostage situation. These <laughs> look, the lighting is bad. The yeah. angle is bad, but 
I still am very proud of those episodes and they still got me listeners and they still got people interested. And so I put them out anyway, but the message that I was putting out with them was the intentional part. That was the part that had quality. The video was a little rough, but I've, I've gotten better over time. I promise, but you can't get better over time until you start putting it out. And, and then you can have that moment. I'm, I'm 62 episodes into my show when you're 62 episodes into your show, you can look back at your first 15 videos and then critique them, but at least you put them out. Well, and, and you know, it's great that you said that because, you know, in order to get better, you've got to do it. I know like me, even for like uh, Canva, I use Canva a whole lot and I'm much better at Canva. And as time gone, I've gotten more better and, and, and the graphics are much better. And, and I've learned how to use templates and, 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 and learn stuff. And so, uh, so, so it's really have gotten more and more, you know, so, so somebody said, I, I really, my last uh, episode that I put out and I did the graphic and news headliner say, oh, this is, this is really nice, Troy, you know, <laughs> so, but it, it came over time. <laughs> Everything comes over time. Low mistake by low mistake. Now, there was something that, uh, oh yeah. So I'm going to go back to something because we talked about this in our pre-interview. Uh, the seven hours uh, that a person needs to have a listen or interaction with some type person type of content. Uh, is that seven hours uh, one setting or is that um, a total cumulative total? So that is seven hours cumulative, cumulative total. Oh, that's a hard word to say. <laughs> so seven hours over time. Um, and there are strategies to do that right? That's why long form like YouTube, like podcasts is so good is because you can get 10 minutes in with somebody. You can get 20 minutes, 30 minutes in. Um, but it's okay. If in the beginning you're trying to get to those seven hours through 30 second, 90 second reels or TikToks or shorts or whatever short form you're using. You can also, it doesn't all have to be audio or video. It can be the time someone spends reading your blog or the time someone spends reading your caption. All of that counts towards the seven hours. And it's not like you have to wait and you have to ask the the client in front of you on a sales call, like, did you listen to six hours or seven hours? It's not that deep. It's an average, right? There's some people who are going to spend one hour with you and be obsessed and be like, this is my person. And there's going to be people who are going to spend a whole 48 hours, total cumulative content. We're going to be like, you know what? I just decided this person's not for me and that's okay. There are, there's someone for everyone. Um, and so, yeah, it doesn't have to be in one sitting over time. You know, it's funny that you said that because if it's, if on average it's seven hours cumulative, that may be two or three months for that seven hours complete, you know, because the person, when they're, when they're available to catch your content. And so with that seven hours, two, three, four, five months, when somebody finally decide to connect with you or buy or whatever the case may be. Uh, so uh, many times we think it's overnight, uh, and then bam, it should be it. So let's 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 talk about long form again, podcast. Why should someone have a podcast, Isabella? Or should everyone have a podcast? I think everyone should have a podcast. And that's maybe because I love listening to podcasts. But I think uh, to tie it to the seven hour rule. So 
I, I gave the distinction between short form and long form. If you think about it, how many times are you going to have to put out a video to get somebody to get seven hours off of 90 seconds versus however long this interview is, let's say it's 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. Right now, the person listening has spent 40 minutes with you and 40 minutes with me. And so that is, you're going to get to those seven hours a lot more quickly and with a lot more depth, because here we are adding nuance. You're asking me follow-up questions, great ones, by the way. And so you are able to give a lot more meat and a lot more content. And so the person trusts you more and all of that. And the reason that podcasts, especially, and you can get a lot of that with YouTube too, but the reason that I love podcasts, especially to get people to the seven hours is I always say two things. I love alliteration and that is intentionality and intimacy. So intentionality from the host and intentionality from the listener. So first from the host, if you have to talk for as long as we've been talking, you have to have some sense of what you're knowing. Oh, you have to have some sense of what you know, right? You have to have some sense of what you're talking about, or it's going to become really clear to people that you're making it up. Mm -hmm, on short form on 30 seconds 90 seconds you can get away right you can get away with just putting in some smart words right and looking real good yeah and then what happens at second 34 right you you're sitting there like what did I just say right so there's that part intention from the host then intention from the listener is for the listener right now to get to this episode, they had to go on to, I love Spotify. So they had to go on to Spotify. They had to click on your show name. They had to then click on this show. They had to click play, make sure that it was connected to the Bluetooth speaker in their car or in their phone or wherever, and then listen to it. That's like four or five steps. Okay. When you go on Instagram and you see my reel, maybe that just popped up. Maybe you're, you're there and you're supposed to be at work. So you don't even have the sound on. Mm -hmm. And so there was no intention behind you hearing us yeah. versus there's a lot of intention when you're choosing to listen to a podcast. Then the intimacy piece, that second piece is again, the that's more about the relationship between the listener and the host, which is some of you right now might be listening to this and you're in the car. So it's almost like the two of us are sitting in the car with you having this conversation, or I listen to my podcast, uh, folding laundry. And so, and I put my phone on my bed. So it's almost like the host who I'm listening to is sitting on the bed, telling me a good story. That is intimate. That is something that I can have you around me at all times. I can have your thoughts in my head, like directly going into my ears. And sometimes we don't feel the weight of that until have you ever been talking and you say something and you go, Oh my gosh, I just sounded like so-and-so from that podcast. I, yeah. <laughs> um, or, Oh, I, I just repeated the, the phrase that this, this one host always says, I catch myself doing that all the time. And it's because of how intimate the podcasting experience is. So that's always my um, description of why everyone should have a podcast. If they're really want to connect with people, connect with them. That doesn't have to mean sell them something, but just right. connect for one way or, or another, for one reason or another. You know, uh, I remember we, we talked about uh, intentional and intimacy when well, I pre-interview and uh, I'm glad you covered that because I, that was something that I had. I don't know what my notes is that I want you to talk about, but I love alliteration also, Isabella. I don't know if you knew that. But uh, so I, I really love because it's uh, because alliteration helps people to remember. It's, it's a simple technique to help people to remember. 
So, Absolutely. so, so somehow want, they'll remember uh, intentional and intimacy, two eyes, they, 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 they'll remember that. And three eyes, because then when you do want a podcast, you come to Issa, you come to Issa Media Inc., you come to me. So it's three eyes. Yeah, I always, I like if, I, if I can find I words, I always use them. Okay, I, I like that. <laughs> well, you know, my podcast is Troy Talks. <laughs> That's there you go. You know. uh, now, why Spotify over the others? Um, I've just been paying for it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> which I actually just read a book about. Um, I read a book about innovation. And one of the things that it says is a barrier to innovation is um, the cost of switching. Mm -hmm. And even if sometimes, even if we know that there's a better solution out there, yeah. we are so used to the system that we're used to that the cost of switching over to something new is impossible. I feel that way about Apple sometimes. Yeah. Like I'm so deep in Apple's ecosystem that the thought of ever switching to an Android phone or a PC, horrible. So um, that's mostly why I like Spotify. I also really do from a, from a podcast producer standpoint, I really enjoy Spotify because you can include video for your show. Okay. And I think more and more people want that visual element to it as well. Okay. So I use, I use, I distribute on all platforms, mm -hmm. um, but I use anchor so that I can upload anchor as my distribution platform so that I can upload videos to Spotify because it allows that one more piece of connection with my audience. Okay. okay. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know you could upload, um, cause I'm on Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, but I didn't know that you could upload video to Spotify. Uh, mm. and I use anchor also, so, but I didn't know you could upload video to Spotify. So that's good to know. Uh, now, yeah. normally uh, I record all mine on Zoom. I, I just keep the, the video involved. But if someone is, you know, is okay with me sharing the video, then I would. But I do want to start using uh, some video clips uh, with Headliner uh, to be able to, uh, you know, make that connection and people see instead of always just uh, the audio of a part, but just a, a quick visual. Yes, try it out with this interview. Put this this video okay. interview on uh, Spotify. Okay. okay. Uh, um, and if you if you need help doing it, just let me know. Okay. Um, but yeah, do when you do video, and especially I love that you brought up clips because that's something that I do for all my hosts, whether it's audiograms or actual video clips. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to get a clip where you drop them into the conversation. You drop them in and they don't even know what's going on, mm -hmm. but it's so good that they have to listen to the rest of the episode. So drop them in that way. Make sure that it's something that is applicable to a variety of your audience. Right. And it's, clips are so good even if they don't convert into listeners right away they just become more and more familiar with your interview style and the the gems that you bring through your podcast so now Isabella you know when I do this one you know which the clip that I'm going to use to think uh, now just think about which one that I'm going to use I feel so, like well, you're going to use interesting or interested and interesting Close. I said that. Yeah, close. But I'm, I'm, uh, I was thinking about the intentional, the intimacy and the ISSA. Uh, that's, that's the one I was Oh, thinking. there you go. <laughs> yes. And see, also the interesting, you are interesting when you're interested. Those two are I words as well. True. Yeah, they, they are I'm, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's subconscious. I'm trying to get in there. <laughs> wow, man. You, you really have dropped some nuggets 
you know, for, for his podcasting, for his marketing uh, uh, here, you know, people overthinking, uh, uh, people uh, need seven hours of, of listening. What other things that you would like to add, any tips or things that will help people in their marketing or podcasting journey? Yeah, so you said it as uh, part of my uh, introduction, but one of the taglines that I constantly use is your impact deserves to be shared. And so I think that really starting with that belief and starting with the belief, whether it is going on Instagram and marketing yourself, whether it is going on a podcast, whether it's maybe you're going on a TV interview, you have big aspirations. You have to know that your impact deserves to be shared. It's not something that can just pass you by because you have something, you Troy have something and you listener listening, um, have something that can change someone else's life. You have a thought, a belief, a story that someone else needs to hear and deserves to hear. And so when you start every interview again every post every show with that in mind you are able to go so much further because you're not sitting there saying do they like it do they need it should I not have said that because you go nope my impact deserves to be shared your impact deserves to be shared and so it's this trust in what you're saying and that someone else needs it and I'm not promising that's the one thing I'm not going to promise you that a million people need it maybe not right now but I can promise you that one person is going to receive that message and be like wow oh my god or you know when you're listening to a show and you're in the car and you can't help but go "Mm, that was good (laughs) that right there is affirmation that that person who you were listening to their impact deserves to be shared And when you say stuff, I'm sure people are out there going, "Mm, that was so good. And so affirmation that your impact deserves to be shared. And so um, I I love reminding people of that because I think, unfortunately, we get a lot of messages in the world that we should be quiet or that we should not say something or that we should just let things go or (laughs) things like that. When in reality, it's by speaking up, by speaking our truth, by speaking our story that we can affect others, affect ourselves, change things or highlight things, whatever your intention is, it can only really be achieved by actually sharing it. You know, I don't know if people really caught what you really said, you know, your, your tagline, your, your, uh, your uh, impact needs to be shared. And what you're saying is everybody has a story. And the story may not get to billions but it may it may help one person but if you if you keep it in and don't share it then it, it, that one person will never know it so i like that you know you you're saying hey your impact need to be shared you know you need to have a voice because everybody has you know something to say now there's some people that i would say they probably need to be quiet on certain subjects <laughs> but they have something to, to say Yes. Yeah. Your impact, your impact is yours. It doesn't mean that it's every single thought that comes to your mind. Again, we use a little bit of discernment, but I did want to emphasize the reason I use deserves over should or over needs. When I say your impact deserves to be shared is that in being deserving, it means that you're worthy. 
And a lot of us have a question in the back of our mind that says, am I worthy of that opportunity? Am I deserving? And so by emphasizing to you that it deserves, it is worth sharing. Not every thought you have in the shower needs to be shared, but the main things, the things that you believe at your core and the stories that are really part of you that have made you who you are, those things deserve to be shared. They deserve to be given room to expand in the world because they are worthy and you are worthy of people listening. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of laughing just because now I'm thinking of, of the one person who's going to listen to this and start sharing all their shower thoughts. And we're just going to, we're going to let them do it because maybe those messages are for someone, maybe not for us, but they'll be for someone else. Uh, Isabel, uh, so, so what you're telling me is that, um, because I like to sing maybe a song in the shower. I shouldn't, I shouldn't put that out publicly when I know I can't sing, right? <laughs> I mean, the acoustics in the shower always sounds so good. Like you always think, I, me too, I sing in the shower and I'm like, wow, I, I need to record an album. I would, t- I would tell you this, sometime in the shower is sometime I get some of my greatest ideas. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Which is, I'm, I'm going to circle it back to the intimacy piece. Yeah. I know that there are some people who listen to podcasts in the shower or in the car. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, you know how you, you do get really good ideas when you're driving too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so think of it. Those are spaces where your brain is like trying to solve problems and exploring yeah. and all of that. And if in that time you are listening to someone's podcast, they are directly influencing the way that you are solving those problems and thinking through those things. So that is powerful. And as hosts, as people who have podcasts, we should not take that lightly. And as listeners, we should not take lightly who we allow into our thought space. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, uh, uh, Isabel, I don't know why I call you Elizabeth, uh, but Isabel, I don't jacked up your name. Isabel Sanchez, (laughs) Uh, final thoughts. Everyone should have a podcast. No, um, I mean, that is true. No, I'm I'm just really grateful to be here, to be able to share all these things with you. And I think you did a phenomenal job of interviewing. I know we we started it off yeah. with talking about interviewing and that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Thank you. I just want people to know. Yeah. I just want people to know that like, they can just go out and try it and share yeah. what they need to share, say what they need to say and not overthink it so much. Yeah. It, it's okay. Um, your first five interviews are going to be a power struggle. Your first five interviews are going to be kind of terrible. Maybe the video that you put out is not going to be good. That's okay. Keep going, keep experimenting, keep throwing it out there. And eventually it's going to get to a place where you're like, wow, I did that. I did that. And somebody on the other side is waiting to receive it. So that's my final thoughts. Yeah. You know, you, you keep talking about, I don't know, I don't know if people caught this, but one of the things I've heard over and over, especially uh, with social media and marketing is you got to always be testing. And, you know, like you said, you, you, have, you, just, you have to constantly test and see what works, uh, analyze it and just, uh, you know, in sports, we call it halftime adjustments, make adjustments, try some else. So I'm, I'm experimenting all the time. If you go back and look at uh, all, on all my social media and look where I came from, you'll see where I've evolved and I've, you know, went from one thing to, to something else. Now, 
I'm doing a lot of reels, you know, and a lot of the reels are, are faceless reels where it's just a, a quote, but I'm using Canva for that, you know. So uh, so just just kind of testing that. So uh, Isabella, uh, tell the people how they can connect with you. How can they find you? Yes, absolutely. So you can find me first uh, on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever uh, on my podcast, Building with Issa Media Inc. And Issa is just one S I S A media I N C. And that is my podcast where every week I am documenting the process of becoming the entrepreneur. I know I can be, and that includes like, I don't think I've cried on camera, but that includes a lot of like moments where I'm just like, what am I doing? What is going on? And being very honest about the process. So that's the main place you can find me. And then also um, on Instagram at Issa Media Inc. Again, I-S-A-M-E-D-I-A-I-N-C. And that's where you'll find me most active on reels, on stories, sharing what's going on throughout my day. And there are a bunch of other links that you can find through Instagram, um, but I'm really happy to have been on here. So if you do come over and follow me, make sure you tell me that you came from Troy Talks. Awesome. Are you on LinkedIn? I am also on LinkedIn. So I'm sure you will are have we, the spelling. <laughs> yeah, we connect. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you Yes. Are. And so you can find me also there, Isabella Sanchez Castaneda. Um, it may be easier if you search Issa Media Inc. I'll show up for both. And I don't post too much on there. I got to get better at LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I, I really do. Because one, one of the things, uh, Isabella, uh, LinkedIn has a lot of uh, uh, pod, podcast community on there also. Um, that's how, mm. I, that's actually how I connected with uh, Alex of Podmatch, mm. uh, was through LinkedIn. He reached out to me on LinkedIn. And so he told me about Podmatch and that's how I got involved on, on, on Podmatch. And then uh, another guy, Josh Tripp, uh, I connected with him on LinkedIn. Josh Tripp used to own uh, a, uh, a podcasting community under the Mighty Network uh, app. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up merging with Alex with Podmatch. And so I've interviewed both of them. Uh, and so, uh, but LinkedIn does have that, have a community of podcasters. So you, you, you do need to be more active. On that. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. And congratulations on those interviews. They are thank fantastic. You. I was yes. tuning in before. Yes. Great. Well, everyone, I want to say thank you uh, always for joining in, listening to Chore Talks. When this uh, episode comes out, do us a favor, please uh, listen, uh, download, subscribe, and also give us a review, you know, uh, even if it's, if it's critical, you know, or constructive, we like constructive criticism, can't say that word, but give us uh, a review. Uh, we would love it. And, uh, make sure you connect with, uh, Isabella. Uh, she's a, a great, she's doing some great things in there and, and uh, make sure, uh, you check her podcast out too. Uh, I hope everybody have a great day and a great, uh, uh rest of your week. Uh, and uh, I, you know, until next time, uh, be, be awesome and be great.